When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And the soul of business, every organization has a soul. Every person has a soul. Every tree has a soul. Rocks have souls. You know, interestingly enough, at least if you subscribe to that, uh, that philosophical notion, um, I tend to because it's uh, very generative. Uh, it's a generative way of thinking and it's a generative way of living when you actually begin to connect some of those dots. So I'm very excited here today uh, to have as my guest a uh, fellow by the name of Richie Kendall. I met Richie uh, last year in a conversation we were having on an office hour show, and I absolutely fell in love with what they were about. And what I fell in love with was this idea of how do we actually bring to life the, uh, the idea, the ideal of compassionate capitalism, which for many people, it seems almost an oxymoron. Um, and the tagline on you know, that, that piece of work that I have dedicated my life to at this point is a journey to the soul of business, because that's what uh, compassionate capitalism actually engenders. So um, Richie, Richie Kendall is the co-founder and chief experience officer of an organization called Good World. And it's a next generation social impact platform. And what they're doing is they're building out an ecosystem that's powered by, interestingly enough, generosity, collaboration, and compassion. And it's basically a, a way for organizations, particularly NGOs, to fund their projects and to fund themselves. Um, and their reach is pretty spectacular. So I want to uh, just welcome you, Richie, to the show. And I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Honor to be with you, Blaine. So how did you, I'm going to, well, I've got a question I'll preface this with. Yeah, the idea of the soul of business. Uh, this is a question I usually lead with uh, most, of the, most of the episodes. When you hear the term, the soul of business, what does that bring up for you? The soul of business brings up the soul of humanity. I mean, business is really, it's a suit we put on uh, every day and it's a way that we organize ourselves as human beings. Uh, through legal contracts, through different demographic groups, locations. Uh, it's just a way of organizing human effort and activity. So at the end of the day, the soul of business is, you know, what is in the soul of us. And if we want our businesses to be more humane, more sustainable, more inclusive, we have to find that within ourselves. Yeah, I, I've... You know, we're, we're bumping, I think, I think you're actually going to be the hundredth episode that airs uh, on this podcast. And I've never heard anybody describe, you know, what you just described uh, and the way that you did it, uh, the, it, it, a way of organizing. 
That brings up some really interesting questions for me uh, in terms of what drives human behavior. Um, and the default in today's world seems to be organized around fear, fear and scarcity. And this kind of leads me into a, and I'm going to be very careful here. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because I could get on a soapbox and really start doing some stuff. But the, the whole idea of, of competition is rooted in the experience of scarcity. Um, yeah, and we compete with others because we think that there's a limited amount of whatever it is that we're competing for, whether it's a win or whether it's money or whether it's a spouse or a relationship or whatever. The way that you and uh, Good World are organizing yourself is almost antithetical to that notion. And I'd like you to hang on. I'm going to give you just kind of free reign here. Explain, number one, how you came to understand what could be done in this universal, in this universe that you occupy, but also what's the impact that you think that you're having as a consequence of the work that you're doing? I really appreciate you framing it in that way. Um, you know, the competitive landscape is essentially a set of pressure conditions. Uh, so when you talk about fear and scarcity, those are, those are, that's, that comes down to a matter of perception, uh, but it's also sensed and it's physical when there's two entities in the same room fighting over a singular resource, there's pressure on one another to, to get more of that resource. Uh, and as we all know, we live on a finite planet with finite resources. So it's almost as if, you know, eight, eight, nine billion people will be fighting over the same limited resource. Um, but I think we have to, we have to embark in a collective mindset shift because we can no longer fight over resources. The inequities of power are too great. Uh, the overall just dis disbursement of assets, monetary value, resources, skills, talent uh, is, falls into these sort of vortices of, of momentum that are very hard to go against. So we actually have to design new systems uh, under what we all call a more abundant mindset where new markets are created, value is salvaged, recycled, and these new exponential technologies are leveraged to, to combat or prevail against uh, these scarcity mindsets and dynamics. So yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll expand on that. As yeah. We yeah. I, I mean, I love where you're going with this and I'm struck by your choice of the word design. Um, and, and I'm struck by from the pr perspective that most people do not in any way, shape or form consciously design number one, the environments in which they find themselves operating but number two, they don't design um, for their experience in those environments. And you know, in, in the field of ontology, uh, I mean, you're just you know, very simply ontological design, designing an environment that designs me in return. So when you're talking about a mindset shift, one of the things that I hear embedded in your, in your uh, description is to begin to deliberately and consciously design systems, which is part of an environment, design reward structures, 
which again is part of the environment, you know, to, to consciously begin to design things that foster the kind of well-being that could be possible if, if um, we were actually paying attention to what we're doing rather than defaulting to, well, this is just the way it is and I've got to take what's given to me right now. Is that an accurate assessment of what you're describing when you say the word design? 100%. Uh, often we'll liken it to a scenario where you're, you're being ch chased by something. And so you, you build something with wheels to, to go faster. Right. And, and it just so happens that it's gaining on you. So you have to put an engine in it and you have to go faster and faster. Well, this linear thinking of escaping what's chasing you, the logic is sound, right? You just got to build something that goes faster to get away from this thing. But if you enter a variable where now there is a cliff and you are a ground vehicle and you're speeding faster and faster with this new variable, the end. And the faster you go, the sooner you meet your demise. So where we are in this metaphor is we're actually in a position where we have to figure out how to either tame what's chasing us or build wings on this thing. Yeah. See, and, and what's great about that, and you, and you alluded to this uh, a little earlier, is that we live on a planet that's, and I'm going to use the word seemingly here very deliberately, that seemingly has finite resources. And it's that focus on the linearity, you know, we, you know, it's an exhausted supply that begins to trickle out. And that's, you know, a, a function of time and, and usage and that sort of stuff. What we don't have is a limit on the amount of ideas that can be generated for how we can do things differently. And it's that abundance of ideas, that ideation that we're, that we're bequeathed with as human beings. I mean, the use of the imagination, imagination is the gateway to the soul, as far as I can tell. And the soul is the repository of ideas. <laughs> I mean, this is where everything just kind of springs from. Uh, and I'm not disagreeing at all with the fact that you know, as, as we are racing faster and faster to get away from something that we're chasing us. You know, one, one of my early mentors said, you know, uh, when you're, you know, and, and people have heard the variations of this for years, when you're digging a hole, you know, one of the things that you might want to stop doing is digging. <laughs> and if you're going deeper and deeper and deeper, you just stop digging the hole and decide if there's something else that can be done here. We're digging a hole right now because we think it's the way to go. This is a mindset uh, question. Um, how do, yeah, so I, I interrupted your train of thought here. Uh, and the work that you're doing uh, with Good World right now is designed, and I, again, very specifically, is designed to make something else possible that didn't exist before. Can you, can you elaborate on that just a little bit and kind of the genesis of where uh, Good World actually uh, came from? Beautifully put. Um, and in, in many ways, you know, we're, we're, not a, we're not a revolution in that we're not coming up from, we're not coming up with something from scratch. We're a part of a natural evolution of trends that we see a expansion of consciousness, a realization that uh, different variables within the game theoretic we're all participating are, are what they are. And we have to deploy imagination to, to come, to combat those and create solutions. So I would just tell the story of, you know, 
the philanthropy has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and this sort of emerging corporate social responsibility is also decades, decades old. Um, people have been doing it. Uh, they, they just do it with the tools that they have at the time. And so how I might apply how we're coming in as a next evolution of that process of creating more purpose-driven businesses is we, we're creating that mindset shift from a sort of linear one-to-one -one model where a company or a brand might deploy resources or make a donation or mobilize their employees for, for volunteering. But that money just goes directly to a charitable partner. While the money gets put to great use, uh, that money, that cycle stops there. So one thing that we're doing, uh, and it's, it's somewhat of a, a concept that you see in, a, in the more decentralized crypto world is we're using a property called quadratic funding yep. so that we can donate money, but do it through an audience so that you fractalize the level of engagement and you dramatically increase the opportunity for growing the pie. So I'll just put this in kind of concrete terms. If a large influencer, let's say a LeBron James, if we had to name someone, instead of cutting a $1 million check to a single school, uh, gave out a million dollars in $10 increments to his fan base and let them decide which program or school that money goes to. You, Daisy, my dog really loved that idea. You, you actually multiply the original investment by however many people touch the money. Because the more people that touch that money, make a decision and chip in along the way, you could have turned a million dollars into a billion dollars, depending on how many people touched it, in a matter of minutes. So all of these technology trends that have come into play have enabled these types of exponential opportunities. Now, this is such a game changer. And I'm, I'm really struck that you uh, mentioned um, you know, crypto world. And it's not about a specific coin or token. The, the, the idea of um, uh, decentralized crypto, uh, you know, and I'm talking here about the blockchain you know, structure underneath that, is probably, in my estimation, just based on the research I've done, the, the only really true free market economy existing in the world today. And interestingly, capitalism was predicated on a free market economy. You hear politicians, you know, you know, yammering and, and yelling about the need for free markets, but we have anything but that. Uh, and as a consequence, we've got uh, a, a completely uh, uh, corrupted uh, capitalistic economic system that favors, I mean, it, it's completely weighted. It is anything but free. So I'm, I want to just pause right here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to actually jump into this notion of what free markets can do. And you're talking about fractalized uh, interests and, and that sort of thing. I want to actually do a little bit deeper dive on that because it's fascinating to me how you've been able to crack the code on this and what, what it makes possible. So we'll be right back talking with Richie Kendall, um, co-founder and chief experience officer of Good World. 
want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind Program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Welcome back. Richie mentioned something right before our break. And actually, I uh, amplified it just a bit here. But it had to do with uh, decentralization. And this is one of the things that uh, I think Good World has done extraordinarily well at leveraging. Is in, in, you know, Richie, the word that you actually used here was fractalizing. You know, just kind of spreading things out. Can you talk a little bit more just in terms of, you know, the grit about what that actually looks like? You, 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 you use the example of LeBron, you know, instead of giving a million dollar check, he just distributes 10 bucks. But how does that actually work in practice? Yeah, it's a great question. One, one helpful analogy is gift cards. Um, imagine that LeBron in this, circum in this circumstance bought $1 million worth of gift cards and could distribute them to hundreds of thousands of people in an instant. You just created 100,000 micro engagements with folks. And every single one of those micro engagements is, is an experience at a store. It's, it's the same reason that malls exist right? We have a mall so we can go to a place where many opportunities, a lot of economic activity can happen. And the opportunity of buying one thing at one store creates opportunities at other places at other stores. Um, and it's why we've seen the success of these aggregator many to one models like Amazon and Uber, where they turn an industry almost on its head, where when there was once a million stores that you would have to visit to get certain things. Now there's one store with a million storefronts. And we see a, we see a similar opportunity in the philanthropic space, social impact space writ large, is that there should be one space that you go that reflects your own compassion and generosity that you can engage with through your relationship with your employer or your relationship with people you admire online and otherwise, so that you can all work together to support important causes and issues. So at the end of the day, it's about, it's about an architectural flip of, of that industry. 
back to the question of design again. Um, the, you know, one of the things that I love about this <clears throat> model is the emotional engagement that it uh, actually inspires. Um, and, and I'm using the word emotional engagement for a very specific reason here, because when people are emotionally engaged in something that is aspirational, and people can get emotionally engaged in fear, but that you know, tends to be a, a non-generative approach to things. But aspirationally, you know, you know, how do I do good? Yeah, And you know, the, the idea of being a philanthropist without having a million dollars in my pocket to give away. I've got $10 in my pocket. How can I do good with it? That begins to beget an experience, an emotional experience that is uplifting. And yeah, I'm just gonna read a couple of names here. MasterCard, Lyft, Citibank, uh, PayPal, uh, Kind, uh, you know, uh, Candy Bars, uh, American Lung Association, Habitat for Humanity, United Way, UNICEF, American Cancer Society, PETA, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, Amnesty International, American Heart Association, RISE, these are organizations that are using your platform, that are actually engaged with what it is that you're doing to make a difference. So if I'm as an organization, and you just say I'm an NGO, a nonprofit, 501c3, how do I get myself connected and how do I begin to take advantage of what you're doing? We make it really easy for nonprofits. We give away our tool set for free. Uh, because at the end of the day, these are the organizations on the ground doing this important work. And there is an abundance of energy and resources all around that industry that has mutually reinforcing incentives to team up and make a difference in these areas. Um, so nonprofit can come right to Good World, can enroll for free and set up an account to start receiving funds and using our tools, which range from your more traditional online fundraising tools to really innovative uh, next generation tools. I'll give some examples here in a moment uh, so that they can run their operation in one place uh, so that they're not constantly straddled across different platforms and legacy technologies. So some examples. Yeah, so some examples of the more innovative tools would be we were the first platform to enable roundup giving, that would enable an individual to link up their payment methods and automatically round up every purchase they make to a cause of their choice. This is a simple and easy way to support a cause in the background without really even missing the funds. We were also the inventor of a technology called hashtag donate. And hashtag donate lets you type hashtag donate right into a comment field on social media to create an instant donation uh, within the channel of the social media platform. That way you're not being forced to fill out a long online form or visit a whole set of stove piped experiences. Now, okay, that one, because that, that one is, that's almost too simple to be, <laughs> to, be <laughs> to, to, to be believable here. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, so, you know, my wife you know, runs and is the founder of the Unstoppable Foundation, which is uh, from a social response. I mean, this is that is our social responsibility partner in the work that I do. So if I did hashtag donate and the Unstoppable Foundation was, you know, 
uh, enrolled in um, your platform, how would the funds magically make their way to the Unstoppable Foundation? Well, it is a bit of magic. Uh, <laughs> so Unstoppable simply enrolls with Good World. That gives your social channels these superpowers. Now, when anyone types hashtag donate into your comments on those social channels, it creates an, uh, an instant donation. Um, you could give these superpowers to influencers. So if an influencer that cared about your cause wanted to enable that functionality on their own page, they would just link up to you. That, that way, anyone who types hashtag donate on their, in their comments would also, that money would go to you. It's actually a pretty simple entity connection, um, but the, the the actual technology itself uh, is is a sort of proprietary application within those social channels. I love it. Now this this is you know, I'm running over a cliff here, and all of a sudden I sprout wings. <laughs> the ideation, the ideation that goes into this, and it's 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 different from problem solving. It is solution seeking. And fundraising, I mean, I'm on the board of directors of the foundation, so I'm very familiar with you know, the challenges of fundraising uh, for uh, these organizations. And coming up with innovative ideas that is, you know, that is frictionless or reduces friction is, is the holy grail. And I love what you're doing here. This is just a fascinating approach. Um, where can people find out more about what you know, you're actually up to and how can they get connected in a way that... Uh, is useful for you and them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and make myself available. You know, if there are questions, you you can reach me anytime at Richie at goodworld.me. Uh, but online, we're available at goodworldnow.com. We have in-person support. We have in-chat support. Uh, we also have a really, really robust library of of resources on the website relating to relating from everything from philanthropy to corporate social responsibility and influencer marketing. Um, if you want to follow us on any of our social channels, you can find us uh, at a good world handle. I love it. Folks, we've been listening to uh, my conversation with an incredibly uh, generous and creative individual, Richie Kendall. Um, co-founders, chief experience officer of Good World. I want you to go to their site, goodworldnow.com and explore what they've got there. It, uh, it can change, it, I mean, it, it not only makes a difference, but it can change the world. It really can. There are so many organizations doing so many good things out there, being able to have a one-stop shop where you don't have to go searching for you know, a whole lot of places to give. You can be a philanthropist, today. And you can make an impact today simply by going to goodworldnow.com. And I encourage you to do it. Richie, I have loved having you on the show. You are just a breath of fresh air. Uh, I've got one closing question for you. Uh, how are you leaving it different than you, uh, how, not different. I know how you're leaving it different. How are you leaving it better than you found it, whatever it is for you? Nothing is new under the sun, as they say, but we feel that the trends of technology, this whole digital age, this whole peer-to-peer -peer network system that's 
been created, enabled by technology, has really offered a unique opportunity in social impact that otherwise was, was not there. So we're, we're leveraging these tools in creative ways to multiply impact across really, really critical issues at a really critical and important time. And we are inviting everybody to join in on that front uh, so that we can all feel powerful against uh, these challenges. And, you know, if, if not us, then who, and if not now, then when now's the moment. So I uh, appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share. And it's my distinct pleasure and honor to be able to do so. Folks, you've been listening um, to an episode, again, another new episode of uh, The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Business has the power to change the world. As a matter of fact, it changes the world, whether it recognizes it has the power or not. And I love what Richie said. Business is simply the way that we organize human activity. Let's organize it in a way that's generative. That's what, uh, that's what we're after here. Compassionate capitalism is a possibility. It doesn't have to be slash and burn. So until next time, uh, check my uh, website out, blamebartlett.com. I got a whole bunch of new stuff up there. Uh, you're gonna, I think, welcome. Uh, there's some free uh, resources that you can access and take advantage of. Uh, I've got a new book coming out that you're going to want to play with. It's, it's going to be free. It's an ebook, uh, the, the Science of Sustainable Success. And we're going to play with that notion a little bit later. Uh, you'll be seeing some information about that as well. So until next time, thank you for listening. This is The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett, and I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.